it was the biggest leap of faith I've ever taken. But I knew, I knew that because God was in it and I made the decision that would glorify him, he would bless it. Mm. And so I, I stayed strong and I, I did it. I put my foot down and I knew too this, like money is money. Money is temporary. The love of money is the root of all evil. And so if I was to love money so much that I didn't drop out of college, or if I was to love money so much that I wanted to get a job in the, in the med field, I knew that God would shut it down because it wasn't of him. If that was the whole reasoning behind staying and going into this profession, uh, which partially was because I wanted to have a successful future where it's like, man, like I want to be able to make a good living and, and not saying making money is bad. It's not because if you as Christians, like if we have funds, it's great to allocate those to different places in ways that are going to glorify the Lord, but the love of it and idolizing it, that's bad. And that's where you have to check yourself. Welcome back to the AIM Podcast. Today we have special guest and good friend Jacob Peterson. Jacob is a Christian content creator and he's doing some incredible things across all of his social media platforms as well as some in-person events. We talk about his story, how he got into content creation as a Christian, and how he keeps God at the forefront of every single thing that he does. Before we dive into this amazing conversation, I want to give a quick shout out to TLF, Take Life Further. I'm currently wearing the Vital Gym sweatshirt tee as we speak, and I absolutely love it. Make sure you check them out for premium clothing, but also a brand that stands for something so much bigger. Taking your life further, being the best you can be, never settling, and always doing more. You guys are going to love them. If you want a discount, if you want to support me, use code tlf dug at checkout, and you will be hooked up and ready to crush it. Thank you guys again, and let's dive right into this podcast with Jacob Peterson. Jacob, thank you so much for jumping on the AIM podcast. What's up, bro? It's so good to see you, Doug. Let's go, man. I'm jealous. I'm not uh, experiencing the Florida sunshine like you are right now. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it is so nice. 10 a.m., 70 degrees. You can't do this in Iowa, bro. <laughs> can't do it in Iowa, man. That's amazing, dude. I think it's important before we really dive into this episode, which I'm pumped about. I know we've been trying to get this coordinated for a little bit. You, you've got a crazy schedule. I've been busy, but this is an amazing opportunity for us to talk about some really cool stuff that hopefully can help a ton of people. Um, but d- before we dive in, I think just telling the story of how we met and got connected, I think is crazy. Um, And it's a really cool example of how God works in crazy ways. So I'll let you kind of take it away and I'll add in some stuff uh, as you tell it. Yeah, for sure. This story is actually crazy. So um, my name is Jacob, obviously. Um, I've done social media for a little while and I do like TikTok, Instagram. I use all of that to to preach the gospel. And um, I had been creating videos this fall and Doug actually reached out to me um, to ask on behalf of he would love first because since he does some stuff with them if uh perhaps i wanted to to rep some stuff or um be an ambassador or whatever and i was like you know what yeah like that seems pretty cool anyways at this time i'm I'm, I'm in north carolina and we're doing a, a billy graham retreat where a bunch of young evangelists went and we were able to go and be poured into and uh learn more about the lord and 
I'd read the message while I was there <laughs> and I was like, okay, like I'll just respond while I've got time. So I ended up responding to Doug and it turns out that he lived what, like an hour away. Less than an hour. Yeah. <laughs> less than an hour. And I'm give you guys perspective. I'm from Iowa. So like <laughs> I had gone to North Carolina for this retreat, had no intent of meeting Doug whatsoever. And turns out God is just that, just that uh, perfectly planned where he, he made our pass a line and cross. And so anyways, we ended up being able to hang out in North Carolina for like four or five hours and just talk and dream. And um, that's how we first met. And then after that, we went to passion in January. We spent a lot of time together at passion, just getting to know each other, dreaming, um, talking to each other about the goals that God has put in our hearts. And uh, so it was just really, really cool story how we met. So, yeah. It's amazing, dude. I remember I was literally cooking eggs in my kitchen when you DM me back and you were like, yeah, man, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm definitely open to talking. Like, let's hop on a FaceTime. And uh, when you showed me your view, I was like, bro, you're literally in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Like you're probably like really close to me right now. It was, it was crazy, bro, because I'd never been there. Never. That's, crazy. That's so. crazy, man. But no, yeah, passion was a blast. It was really cool to see God move in that way as well. And I think the big thing, dude, that you've been a blessing in my life has just been your energy, bro. Like good energy attracts good energy. Um, and I think too many people miss that they, they get caught up in the wrong circles and, and they wonder why their life doesn't look the way they want it to. And I think you got to be really careful who you surround yourself with. And so you've been a blessing, bro. It's cool to see how many lives you impact with your energy and obviously your, your fire for the Lord. So I want to encourage you to keep going, bro. Cause it's really cool. Let's go, man. Thank you so much. And one thing on that, like it says that in the Bible, Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so will one man sharpen another. It's just like, dude, you got to surround yourself by the people that are going to uplift you, that are going to push you. And at the end of the day, they're going to lead you back to the cross. So a hundred so cool, bro. So you, you kind of touched on it, but I want to hear a little bit more. So you were in Iowa and now you're down in sunny Florida. Talk about that move. Um, you guys have an incredible situation going on with some awesome guys. So yeah, tell us a little bit more about what you're doing. Yeah, of course. So I, uh, I was born in Jersey, uh, moved to Iowa when I was four, grew up in Iowa my entire life, did elementary, middle school, high school there. Um, I actually studied a lot of college um, classes in high school. So I was getting ready to do uh, pre-med, be a pre-med major, um, graduated high school with basically my associates, um, ended up going to my local community college for a year and a half, uh, finished up my associates and a lot of my uh, credits for my bachelor's. And then this year, transferred to the University of Northern Iowa, which is a D1 school in Iowa, um, finishing up my last year to get my bachelor's um, and then end up going into med school. And then in September, God just kind of put a standstill on my life. And I just really prayed about what God wants me to do with my life. And for the longest time, you know, I thought the med field was the route. I was good at science. I loved learning it. And uh, anyways, two years prior to this, I had started TikTok. I had started posting Christian content. I started preaching. Preaching was a, a big thing I did on TikTok. And, uh, you know, I was able to impact tons of lives. Like, I think over the first year, we reached 60 million people, which is a lot of people. And uh, the more I thought about it, the more I thought about the joy that came from that and like how much I thoroughly enjoyed pouring into people and seeing people's lives be changed by, by Jesus. And I was like, man, like, 
the summer, like the summer before I had went and I had spoken a bunch of different places. Um, and I just enjoyed my life so much. And I was like, you know what, like, maybe this isn't what God has for me, but maybe he has something so much greater. So I prayed about it and I prayed about it. And, um, probably four weeks into the semester, dude, I just dropped everything. Like I dropped all my, my, my stuff moved out, like told my roommate two hours before, like, dude, I'm gone. And he's like, what? Cause like, I'm one of those kids who's just like studyaholic. Like I study so much. I put in tons of work and like, I definitely had a potential to do, do work in the med field, but God had so much, something so much greater for me. And so, um, yeah, just completely left, hopped on a plane nine hours later, went and spoke at a conference in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And then came home, baptized my mom, my dad, and my brother all on the same night. And then I was like, okay, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, what's going to happen? Within a day, God answers my prayer. I moved to Minnesota to work for a ministry called Pulse. And I stay up there for three months doing an internship, planning different Jesus events all around the the u.s traveling putting on different events at colleges going to different retreats which is where i met doug and uh did that for three months and then ultimately um some pretty cool people i don't know if a lot of you guys know the schnackies uh noah schnacky is a country artist um and then ali colby and all of those guys um they reached out to me they saw a bunch of my content they love what i was doing and uh, they actually their goal is to use social media for good. Like their goal is to use social media to entertain in a way that glorifies the Lord, to glorify the Lord directly. And uh, they're like, yo, like we love what you're doing. Do you want to perhaps like be a part of this, this team uh, that we're, we're building down here? And I, I prayed about it and made sure it was something that God was in and that God was calling me too. And ultimately he was, and now I'm down here in Florida and we're doing, you know, tons of outreach events. We're doing um, something called Jaywalkers every Tuesday, which is an online Bible study, which is shifting in person, hopefully here soon and uh, making content. I think now we've reached over 240 million people um, just on my platform. Um, so it's just been crazy, bro. It's been crazy. That's incredible. Talk about like you making the transition, you know, you can, you can say what you want. Like the medical field is, is very promising. Obviously it's a lot of hard work, but a lot of people come out of it and are very successful. Talk about that, that leap of faith you had to make to, to put that down and to pursue what God had put on your heart to, uh, to ultimately do. And, and obviously at the time, there's probably a lot of uncertainty. I, I know he, he opened a lot of doors and he was faithful, but talk about you having to make that leap of faith and, and maybe someone out there listening can resonate to, with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was the biggest leap of faith I've ever made. Like you think about college, you put a lot of money into college. My first semester cost me seven grand and I left with $20 in my bank account. <laughs> like, that's not money I get back because <clears throat> I was, uh, I was so far into the semester. Like once you leave, you just, all right. They're like, see ya, you know, have a nice life. And it was the biggest leap of faith I've ever taken. But I knew, I knew that because God was in it and I made the decision that would glorify him, he would bless it. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I, 
I stayed strong and I, I did it. I put my foot down and I knew too this, like money is money. Money is temporary. The love of money is the root of all evil. And so if I was to love money so much that I didn't drop out of college, or if I was to love money so much that I wanted to get a job in the, in the med field, I knew that God would shut it down because it wasn't of him. If that was the whole reasoning behind staying and going into this profession, uh, which partially was because I wanted to have a successful future where it's like, man, like I want to be able to make a good living and not saying making money is bad. It's not because if you as Christians, like if we have funds, it's great to allocate those to different places in ways that are going to glorify the Lord, but the love of it and idolizing it, that's bad. And that's where you have to check yourself. And so I knew like, if I'm going to make a decision to stay in college strictly because I want money, that's bad. And so I just, I, I, I prayed about it, listened to the Lord's calling and, uh, you know, he's provided so much, like in so many different ways. Like I remember at the Pulse internship, like it wasn't just an internship, it was a paid internship. And so I was like, oh my goodness, praise God. Like I can do this thing. I can go and do these different tours and be able to put on these huge college events and have a, have a paycheck coming in, which is, you know, all I needed. I just needed something to cover being able to eat, being able to live. And, uh, you know, when you're on mission for God, when you truly set him at the forefront of your life, like he's going to bless what you're doing because you're doing work for the kingdom. And he tells us that, and we just have to stay firm in that fact. And then the promise he makes us because God doesn't break his promises. Mm. And although it's scary and it's hard, uh, somebody told me this once and it's, uh, this quote, delayed obedience is disobedience. So like, if you feel like God is calling you somewhere, if you delay that obedience where it's like, or, or even if you don't, if you don't respond to it at, at all, like if you delay that and you're like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. I'm not, I'm just not going to do it for now. I'm going to stay safe. Like that's disobedience right there. And like, we're called to live on mission for Christ. And we're called to be like, salt and light of the earth, like a lamp unto people's feet. And so, man, I, 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 the one thing I can say is just act in obedience and all things you, all things you do continue to stay in tune with what God's calling you to do. And he'll make straight your past, bro. He will. Dude, that's good. I agree. I, I think, you know, looking back on my life, some things that I've definitely had to, to lean in on my faith with, like, I've seen God just give me peace. And I think that's something where like prior to the decision, prior to making that leap of faith, it's like, it's scary. There's uncertainty. You don't know what's going to happen. But when you truly submerge yourself in, in his presence and, and really find what he's called you to do, I feel like there's so much peace and it's not peace in the fact that, oh, you're going to make $10 million or, oh, you're going to have this fame or, oh, the, but it's just knowing that you're doing what God's called you to do and it's fulfillment and peace. And I think that's a powerful place to be. And I, it's, it's a really awesome spot once you can kind of make that commitment. Yeah. That's cool, man. So yeah, wrapping up with the house, man. So you guys have an incredible group there. Um, that's kind of where we left off. You guys are all on fire for the Lord. Obviously, each of you are kind of unique in the fact y'all do different things. Mm-hmm. Talk about what the relationships have been like since moving there. I know you guys spend a lot of time together. So what, what is that dynamic like? Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's been great. So like right when I moved down here, I've I felt like family. It's been absolutely amazing. Um yeah, they just took me in like, like one of them. And, uh, so it's been, it's been great. We do a bunch of stuff. We, we got a ping pong table. So we're always doing ping pong tournaments. Sometimes we'll 
go out on the lake in the jet skis. We'll have wing eating competitions, you know, just fun stuff that, you know, boys do. And uh, there's really not much to say about the dynamic, except that it's been good. And I've just been blessed with so many other men of God. Um, and like, obviously the, the girls here are awesome too. Um, if anybody doesn't know, my beautiful girlfriend, Julia also moved down here and is living in an apartment. And so, yeah, I mean, we've, I think I can say for the both, both of us, like we're just blessed to, to be here with such an amazing group um, for people who have taken us in as, as family. And I'm really excited to see what God does. Like we've done, I think two outreach, uh, yeah, two outreach events here in Orlando. And it's just really cool to see life change. Like people truly being in touch with the Lord, getting to know him for the first time. And there's just not a lot of places that are doing that. Like there's not a lot of places that know the call that they have on their life and they're going for it. Like, I feel like a lot of times people get very complacent, like both in their life, in their faith. And like, I'm a type of person who I always want to have goals. Like I want to be driven. I'm fulfilled by Christ, but besides that, I'm not fulfilled. You know, like yeah. Christ fulfills me, but all the dreams and the goals that I have, like I'm, I'm ambitious. I want to go. I want to get after it. I want to wake up every morning with a purpose. I want to wake up every morning with like a checklist and say, I'm going to do all these things today. And then tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do it again. Because there's so much more to this life than just sitting and wasting the gifts and talents that God has given us. And I truly think that if we can use those talents and those gifts to glorify him and to bring more people to the kingdom, that is a force to be reckoned with. And we should be on the top of the devil's hit list. And he mm -hmm. is scared of us. He is scared of the noise that we're creating, the distraction that we're creating from all the world has to offer. And man, if we can use that, that is such a powerful way to just bring so many people to God, to give purpose to so many people, which is to live for him. And that's the cool thing. Like, it's not like, oh, when, when you accept Jesus, like, then you're just given like this amazing mindset. Like, no, but you are given purpose and you are given a name in him. And that's the coolest thing. And then from that comes, man, I'm driven to fulfill that. I'm driven to go. I'm driven to do. And so, yeah, man, I just, I just thoroughly believe that. Dude, that's, that's good. I agree. And I think, you know, you talk about using the gifts God's given you to, to glorify him and, and the different blessings he's put on your life. Like I'd love to kind of dive into the dynamic of using social media to enhance the kingdom. I was listening to a podcast with Tony Robbins yesterday, actually. And he was talking about how prior to COVID, you know, Tony Robbins, for those that are not listening, is one of the largest public speakers in the world. He's incredible. He's, he's done a lot of cool things to help people. But, you know, he would sell out arenas, which some people are like, that's insane. Speaking to 30, 40, 50,000 people at one time. But COVID, you know, obviously put a, put a hold on a lot of his in-person events and, and made him switch to digital. And then he was able to reach hundreds of thousands and millions of people at one time. And it was kind of like an unlock. And he was talking about that. And I think that's something, you know, you kind of touched on some numbers, but like you've been able to use, do some incredible in-person events, obviously. And I know we're called to do that, but using the power of social media to touch so many lives, I think is crazy. But I think it can also be, you know, a scary place if not viewed or used, you know, responsibly. So talk about how you've been able to kind of manage and navigate that world of having a big platform, but still keeping God at the center and the, and the focus. Yeah. Of course. So when I, I first downloaded the app, um, I just like, I downloaded it as a joke and I just started making random videos. And 
I realized that at that point in time, I was kind of doing it for myself. And so it was a heart check. And so I actually deleted the app for nine months and I was never going to get it back. Like never. I was like, when was this? This was, oh, geez. Um, it was making content prior to COVID or was COVID kind of like when everyone was was making content prior to COVID. Yeah. This was like making content prior to COVID. Um, just like random trends and like some of them were Christian trends. Don't get me wrong, but definitely (laughs) like having, like, I, I always thought of me, 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 like how many followers do I have? And I was in the wrong headspace. So I actually deleted the app from April of 2021 no 2020 april 2020 to november 2020 so i think that's like seven to nine months seven to nine month gap in there um and i had no intent of getting it back and i just like i just had this like revelation where it was like man i have a i i've been blessed this platform at this time i had like 300k uh 300 um followers on TikTok. And I've been blessed with this platform by the Lord. And I was like, man, I could really use this to like bring glory to his kingdom. And which I didn't know if that's something like people did. And I was like, I prayed about it. And I was like, you know what? Okay. Like I'm going to do this. And if I ever, you know, go back to my original roots, like I'm deleting it again. And I get on, I get on this app and I start scrolling and I see that there are so many people preaching the gospel. Like that's the exact thing I got on to do. I was like, no way. Like, this is amazing. So pull out my phone, record my first video. First video back reaches 2 million people. I'm just like, whoa, like <laughs> only very few times have I ever reached that many people. I was like, you know what? Like, it's true. God keeps his promises and he's going to bless what he's a part of. And uh, so from that point on, I've made motivational and Christian uplifting preaching videos for people to grow in their faith strictly (laughs) since October, November of 2020. And that's April 4th, 2022. From that time on, uh, from 300,000, the platform has grown to 2 million. Um, Have almost 2 million followers on TikTok. Instagram, we've got almost 60,000 recently started YouTube. We're almost at 25,000 in four weeks. Um, we've reached collectively over 260 million people, like I said, for the gospel. And just to put it in perspective, Billy Graham, one of the most influential evangelists ever went and preached the gospel so many times in so many different places. The largest crowd he ever spoke in front of was 1.1 million. Right. And that's a lot of in-person people like that is craziness. (laughs) The largest video views I've ever gotten on a speaking video is 9 million. So that is ninefold what the largest evangelist ever had in an in-person showing. And like that just goes to show the power of social media, the ability of people that you're able to reach like 260 million people in a span of a year and a year and a half is incredible. That's unheard of. And for you to be able to to sit in your car or to sit at a desk and upload something with the push of a button in hopes to reach millions and millions of people, like it makes it possible. But the coolest thing is, is like, this can be used for evil. 
This can be used for a lot of evil. It can be used for terrible, terrible things, but it also can be used by God. And that's what we're finding is so many people, including myself, are using this thing to glorify God and it's working and people's lives are being changed. I did a live stream last night and we had 36 people saved. And that doesn't just happen like once in, once in a blue moon, that happens every night. Like we've had over 10,000 salvations in live streams over the past six months to a year. Like that's crazy. crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. And so now, you know, it's like, how do we get these people plugged in and all that? But that's another story for another time. But it's just like, it's amazing what God is doing. It truly is. I love that, dude. And it's honestly like you throw those numbers out and it's incredible. And it's honestly hard to fathom or truly understand the magnitude of those numbers. Like 260 million people. I, I don't, my brain, my mind can't wrap my head around like that many people. That's a lot of people. It's, it is so many people. I, uh, I looked up. I looked up a million people the other day. So I looked it up online and um, I'm going to pull it up really quick. I'm not going to screen share it, but um, like, let's see here. If you think about the streets of like DC, right? If you think about the streets of DC or the streets of New York and you just picture it like completely packed, (laughs) this is the best way I can put it. Like not a single ounce of space like the entire down all like downtown new york filled up like that's a million people and so like if you looked at pictures of new york city but with not an ounce of free space that's a million people and that's just like a million what's double that like what's 10 times that what's 26 times that okay what's 260 times that like then it's just like whoa it's crazy. <laughs> and, and the crazy thing is, Doug, like this isn't just people in the U.S. This is people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Like I think 4% of my followers are from the Philippines. Wow. 4% of 2 million is like, I don't know, like 140, 150,000. That's craziness. That, is. that is craziness. Like how is that possible? I, I don't know. I don't know. It yeah. just blows my mind. That's nuts, dude. What are, what are some ways you, you hold yourself accountable or have kind of systems set up to make sure you just stay focused on keeping God at the center through all of this? Cause I know I don't want to speak for you. I'm, I'm just guessing. I'm sure there's a lot of distractions or possible temptation that could come up when, when you start to get blessed in these ways. Yeah. I mean, this is like, this is the thing. So I, I, I accepted Christ into my life truly like started living for him when I was 17, 18 years old. And, uh, you know, like everybody, everybody is sinner. Everybody's a sinner, right? So Romans eight twenty eight um, talks about that, you know, um, God, like, okay, I want to pull it up so I don't mess this up. Um, so Romans eight twenty eight says this, that, we know that God will work all things together for good for those who believe in him. And, you know, I feel like a lot of the times we ask God why life is hard, why a lot of the things in our lives go wrong. And it's not exactly in the way that we pictured because we all have this mindset of what we want our lives to look like. But the truth is like, 
that's our own desires. It's facts. And that may not be God's desire for our heart and for our life. And so when reading that verse, like sometimes, I don't know if you've ever had this, Doug, but I'll pray for something and I'll be given an answer, but it's not the answer that I want. But then like two months down the road, I'll look at that answer and be like, man, that's the answer I needed. You'll understand. Like I, I couldn't have had any other answer in that life or in that, in that time period. Otherwise it would have destroyed me. Right. And like a lot of the times we fail to see that. And so when it, when, when you talk about like guarding my heart and like, you know, not allowing it like to, to get to me or or to be self-fulfilling, like we have to remember all of us are sinful. And, um, at the time, like two years ago, like it was, and that was hard. But when I remember that verse, like Christ works together, all things for good for those who believe in him. It's like, you know what, no matter what happens, I'm content in the fact that it's all, all a part of the plan that God has for my life, the story that he's written out for me. And just continuing to bless the obedience that I've had, I know that God has an anointing over what I'm doing. And for me to, to step out of line and, and give myself glory would be a discredit to all the work that God is doing through me. Like you have to think about it in this way. I'm a vessel. Like think about a broken jar. We have a picture of this broken jar and it's broken in the sides and on the top. Right. And like, that's literally what you and me, me are like, we're sinful people in a sinful world. We're these broken vessels that are being used by God to go and preach the good news that shine light through all the, all the cracks. Right. And it's like, we just have to remember that. Like we're never going to be perfect. We're broken people, but we can be used by God for good. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's been my mindset. I'm a broken vessel. I'm never going to be perfect, but I'm going to do my best. I'm going to shine the light in all the ways that I can. And I'm going to give God the glory for it because I know that he deserves it. And that's, that's the biggest way. It might seem so simple. It might seem like there's no steps to that. And you know, there's, there's really not any steps to that. Like there's not steps to, to giving God the glory. It's just saying, you know, I'm going to set aside my desires. I'm going to set aside my flesh. I'm going to set aside the things that make me feel fulfilled. I'm just going to be fulfilled by God. And in, and in that, when you allow yourself to be fulfilled by God, you'll understand like why you give the glory to him. And in time, like for me, it's become easy to not, to not give the glory to myself because I know what I'm doing is for something so much greater than myself. Mm. Not about me. Like if it was about me, I could do all these other trends and probably blow up. You know, like I could do all these other trends that don't bring glory to God. I can do all these other things to go famous, but that's not the goal. Like the goal isn't to make my name famous. The goal is to make Jesus' name famous. And that's the coolest thing. Let's go. That's awesome, bro. I think it's true. And like something you touched on, it's something I think so many people can resonate with. It's just the fact that a lot of times when we go through things, when we're struggling, we, we have this vision of what our life should look like. It's like we get in the mindset of like, do I know what's best for my life or does God know what's best for my life? And I think that's hard to see in the moment. But like you said, you, you look back and you're like, God allowed this to happen or I was going through this. And the reason I had to do all this set me up for what he's calling me to do now. And it's, we just have, again, it's, it all comes full circle back to having faith and, and his plan and how it's going to work all things together. Um, dude, that's super good, man. That's, I love that. Oh yeah. And I want to just say one thing, like 
sometimes it might not take two months. Like, that's the thing. God's timing is perfect, but we can't rush that. Like, rushing God's timing is not good. We don't want to do that. We don't, we don't want to alter the timeline that he has for us. Like, patience is a virtue. It truly is. And, like, we have to remember, like, we have to remain patient for God's timing and what he's going to do in our life. And, like, if, if you're in this season of waiting and you're watching this, I can't tell you when your breakthrough is going to come. I can't tell you when you're going to feel the presence of God. But I can tell you this. He makes a promise. And he says this, when you seek me, you will find me. So when you full-heartedly seek God, you will find him, right? That's good. So my encouragement to you is to seek God with all of your heart, with all your mind and all your soul. And he makes a promise to us and he hasn't broken that. Any of the promises he's made, you will find him. And if he, if he, when he continues to knock at the door of your heart, like you have these heartstring pulls and you feel like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, th- I, think, I think God's pulling me in this direction. Like he's going to knock at the door of your heart but it's only our job to answer. Like he can't answer for us. You got to be willing to let him into your life. And sometimes that takes time. So I encourage you run the race, run the course and wait and wait and wait, but be patient and be diligent and be obedient. Dude, that's good. I actually was just uh, reading this book right now. Have you read this one? Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I've heard of it. I've not read it. It's insane. Honestly, so Casey gave it to me, one of the founders of He Would Love First. He gave it to me to read and, and really recommended it. And I was like, all right, let's check it out. Dude, like it's, it's a lot of what you're talking about. And I think, you know, the world we live in is crazy because we have access to so much stuff at, the fi- at our fingertips. So it's like patience is so hard. And I think with social media, it's crazy because the vast majority, the average population is not famous quote unquote on Instagram, right. Or TikTok. like just the, if we're looking at numbers, there's, there's some outliers that have grown platforms, but so many people look at those people that do have the platforms and they, they, they desire that because in kind of in our society, it's, it's great to have a following. It's great to have an influence. And I think what you see, like sometimes it takes a long time to build that, that platform up and it doesn't always happen overnight. And, and the cool thing about it is it doesn't matter like that. It's important. Like if God bless you with the platform, use it, glorify him. But no matter where you are, what you're doing, what you have access to, like God can use you right now in this moment. It doesn't have to be to millions and millions of people. It could be. And if you have that platform, use it and be great. But it might just be the person sitting next to you in biology class. It might be the yeah. mailman that you see on the street. Like it doesn't matter how it's not about the, the quantity all the time. Like I think a lot of times we, we lose sight of that, but patience is so, so big, dude. Dude, it is. It's huge. And I, I, I'm pro- I think I'm going to pull out my phone right now and pick up that book. <laughs> because, Do it, bro. Dude, you can like, I swear, like, I, I never used to like reading, dude. I never <laughs> used to like reading. And you know what? Sometimes I still don't, but if there's a good book and it's like edifying to the soul, oh, like, man. it's, it's good. Like, it's good to read. It's good to be edified. And it's good to like see and think and have different perspectives in life of how we should live. And so, yeah. There's, there's a couple of things I can quickly pull from it just to kind of give you some, you'll love this. Like the one thing that I read yesterday, like really kind of shaped, reshaped my thinking. Yeah. And I don't know why I didn't initially think of it this way, but he talks about like the power of biographies. Like a lot of people read biographies on successful people, people that have done incredible things on earth. And we look at them to learn more about how they did it, you know, their habits, their, you know, the way they got to the, where they are. And 
we have four biographies of Jesus. Like we have four gospels of like literally Jesus' life, his habits, how he reproached his relationship with God, like his prayers, everything he did. And we don't always look at it like, hey, let me implement some of these practices that he did to honor God in my life. Like I didn't think of it that way. And I was like, man, that's, that's pretty cool way of thinking of it. That is so cool. I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. That's really neat. So that was cool. And then in part three talks about like ways to truly like growing your relationship with God. And it talks about like solitude and, and silence. And I was like, this is kind of strange, but honestly, like I look at my life and I've in and I'll be the first to admit it. Like one of the temptations that I deal with is just busyness. And a lot of it's exciting. You know, I think there are blessings from God, like opportunities in business and business and life, whatever happens. But if you lose sight of God in those moments, it, it's not good. And, and I think one thing I need to be better at personally is being more disciplined in my quiet time and, and being alone and the remove distractions, remove my phone and just be in God's presence. And I think it's great to pray. It's great to like go on social media and post Bible verses and try to, you know, tell people about Jesus. But if you're not spending time getting filled up and in his presence, how are you going to go out there and truly do what he's called you to do? How are you going to know? Like guys, you got to get the message from God. You got to get the love and the feeling connection with God to go out and to help people. And I think that's something that um, this book does a really good job of explaining and kind of uh, illustrating as well. Yeah. And like the truth is like, if, you, if you're not being poured into, you can't pour out. Like you can't, you For physically sure. can't. And so, yeah, you always have to have someone pouring into your life. Um, and I encourage you guys, if you don't have somebody like a spiritual leader or somebody who's above you, like to be pouring into your life, find that because it's so important because you can get so burnt out so quick. If you're not spending time with God, if you're not spending time in the word, constantly learning more and more and more and being filled up, being filled up, like you want this cup to be overflowing. Like you want it to have overflow so you can go and you can tell everybody what you're learning, what God's teaching you, what God has revealed to you in your life so that other people can use that and go and live their life as well. So yeah, man, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah, definitely check the book out. It's a good read. Um, but the, the next thing I kind of want to touch on and, and, you know, I'll let you kind of share what you want to hear, but there's obviously like when you go out of your way and go live a life to glorify God, there's going to be adversity. There's going to be pushback. There's going to be people that get upset with that. Talk about how you're able to navigate that space, how you're able to obviously cling to the Lord and, and not worry about the opinions of man, but just like dealing with that. Cause I know, I mean, that's, let's be honest, that's hard to deal with. Like people, like, I'm sure you've, and again, I'll let you share the stories you want to share, but I'm, I'm sure you've had some pretty tough stuff said to you about doing what you do. So talk about how you navigate that and how you can kind of handle that situation. Yeah. So, I mean, like when you accept Jesus into your life and you become a Christian, you become a follower of Jesus, like life doesn't get any easier. Newsflash. I'm sorry. Um, you know, it, it's not a promise that God's going to make life easier. Like, but he does say it's going to be worth it. And this is the thing you, you need to live a life where once you accept Jesus into your life, you know, he's, he's, he's the greatest thing to ever exist. He's the greatest being in your life. Like we're called to hold our love for him, the highest among everything else. And like, I think about it this way. Like if anybody said anything about your family, right or is to do anything to your family, like your first response would be like, like no, they're not going to get away with that. Like, I'm going to stand up for my family. Right. Like the Bible gives us an apologetic mandate 
to go and preach the gospel to all nations, right? And to give a defense for our faith with gentleness and respect, First Peter 3.15. And uh, like, that's, that's what we're called to do. Like, I often think it takes more faith to not believe in God than it does to believe in him. Mm. There is evidence all around us of the earth we live in of a living God. Like, if there was any more oxygen on this earth, we'd die of oxygen poisoning. If there was any less, we'd suffocate. If the sun was any closer to us, we'd burn up. If it was any further away, we'd freeze to death. And the list goes on and on and on. If there was any different combination of the elements in the air we breathe, we'd die. We wouldn't have enough oxygen to power us. And like, just think about like everything, the complexity, like if we have had any science majors in here, the complexity of all the different biological processes that take place at a cellular level, a microscopic level neurotransmitters, the hormones that are needed to make certain things take place, kick into action, nervous impulses, like all of these things are so intricately designed. There is no way on earth that there is not a creator of some sort. And that creator is God. That creator is the man up in heaven who sent himself down as his son, fully God, fully man to die on the cross for our sins the sins committed then and now and in the future, defeating death once and for all so that when we put our trust in him, we have an eternity to look forward to in heaven and not this, this terrible uh, eternity in, in hell with the devil, partying with the devil. And that being said, people could say all they want. They could say all they want. But at the end of the day, I know I'm doing what's right. And yes, sometimes... Seeing, seeing hate comments, seeing people who don't like what I'm doing is hard. But the biggest thing is that it breaks my heart and it pushes me even harder. Mm. It breaks my heart to see people that don't believe in the message of the gospel, number one. Number two, to slander God's name. But number three, it breaks my heart because it breaks his. And something I think as Christians, we should continue to ask ourselves is that God would break our hearts for what breaks his. And that's a prayer that I pray a lot because we want to become more like him. We look at that biography, right? We want to become more like Jesus. Good. So I would pray, God, break my heart for things that break yours. And I know when people slander his name, when they don't believe all of these things, they spread hate. Like he's not mad. He's not mad. He looks at those people as his children. And he's saying, my child come home and it breaks his heart to see these people do these things. And so my biggest encouragement is like, man, they don't know any better. They don't. And you know what? Like I said, a lot of times it takes more faith to believe in something else than God. And so my biggest thing is, yeah, there's adversity. There's a lot of hate that comes with anything. Like we're all called to be an evangelist for something. And if you don't know what an evangelist is, like we're all called to have a voice. It could be a political party. It could be a company you believe in. It could be your own business that you're starting. It could be something totally different. We're all called to be an evangelist for something. So why don't we be an evangelist for the greatest cause in the world? And that cause is Jesus Christ. And why don't we do that full heartedly? Not caring what anybody else says. I could say, Doug, I don't think you're going to make it. I can say, Doug, you're not going to get anywhere. The work ethic you're putting in, someone's working harder than you. But what's that going to do? It's going to make you work harder. 
<laughs> like that's just the character of who you are. And when we become more like Jesus, we're going to act in the same way. It's going to push us to reach and impact and help so many more people so that they can be saved. And one day we can see them in heaven. And so I don't use it as a get me down. At first I did. It hurts, but I don't use that as a get me down. I get that as something where it's like, all right, God, more souls to save. Here we go. I'm going to be along for the ride. Let's do this. Thing. Let's reach people. That's good, dude. I, I think it's like, it's two things. It's perspective, but also remembering why you're doing what you're doing. If, if you were doing this to glorify yourself, it would probably be a lot harder to deal with that, but exactly. you're doing it for something so much bigger than yourself. And so ultimately like it never will, it never will amount to the reason why you're doing it. Um, which is amazing. Let's go, bro. Well, let's wrap this up. Dude, you've been an incredible guest. I, I want to touch on any cool, exciting upcoming events or projects you guys are working on that you'd like to touch on. I know y'all are doing some amazing things, um, but I would love to just kind of hear more about what you guys are doing. Yeah, dude. So um, currently, as of right now, um, super soon, uh, super soon things that are happening. April 27th, um, speaking, Gateway Dallas, Dallas, Texas. Super excited for that. Got a lot of friends out there the Dallas community. Um, so speaking at Gateway, that's going to be epic. 28th and 29th, I'm going on tour with Noah. He's doing his first headline tour. So 28th, we're going to be in Orlando. Um, first first uh, tour date is here. Decatur, Georgia, the 29th. And then the 5th of May and the 6th of May, we're going to be in St. Louis and Chicago um, being a part of the tour that Noah is on. Um, and then the 15th of May, going to Kansas City to be a part of the Send at Arrowhead Stadium. So I'm super excited for that. Um, and then other than that, we've got a bunch of different speaking things kind of just scattered throughout there. So um, if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, underscore Jacob Peterson underscore is where I post updates for my speaking schedule, where I'm going to be where. If you guys want to come here, what God's doing in my life, um, any words of wisdom that I'm going to be, be speaking out. If you guys want to come, come hang out. Um, I post my story all the time there. Um, but as for upcoming, that's what's happening. I'm really excited for all of this. I'm really excited to see what God's going to do, um, the ways he's going to use a lot of people. Um, and yeah, man, that's, that's, uh, that's a majority of what's happening at this uh, near future. Let's go, man. God, God, praise God for all that exciting stuff coming up, man. And I just thank you again for coming on the AIM podcast. This has been a fun episode. A lot of really good stuff, man. You're, you're a legend, and I'm excited to see how you keep glorifying his name, man. Let's go, man. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me, Doug. This has been a great time. And you guys, I hope you guys learned something. I hope you guys can take from what, I, what I've said, words we've spoken. And ultimately, guys, remember, keep God at the forefront of your mind, and he will make straight your paths. He has plans for you, a future, not to harm you, but to prosper you. So keep pushing on, you guys. Let's go. Thank you, brother. Let's go, bro. <laughs>so much for listening to another great episode of the aim podcast with jacob i thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and i find it amazing when we're able to use our platform to honor god and bring him all the glory if you find this podcast interesting valuable and entertaining i ask that you please leave a rating and review and also share it with a friend share it with someone that you think you could help because that is what it's all about get better yourself but always find ways to make an impact and help others as well let's crush the week let's get after it And as always, let's keep ambition in mind.